So yeah, the soundtrack of this movie sucked. But we'll talk <laughs> Ryan, about Ryan, sh- Ryan. So early. So early. Too I'm early, so let's go. Say. I'm I'm ramped up and ready to go. Yeah, let's go. Welcome everyone to God oh, damn it, Ryan. Get that you clean. son get of that a bitch. Clean. You son of a bitch, you stepped on my line. <laughs> Don't you ever Um okay. I could feel those spikes, man. Welcome everyone to episode seven of ninety nine one hundred, the show counting up the top one hundred grossing films at the nineteen ninety nine domestic box office. I am your noble host, Sparky Shelton. And I am the timid little squire host, Tino Mickin. And I'm Ryan. Alright, our movie this Oh. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, <whoa. laughs> take it, take it again, take That's it again. Send Pellegrino in there, baby. Hello, making its <laughs> presence felt. We are not sponsored by them <laughs> yet. Hit us yet. up. Um, our movie this week was the 1999 classic crime something, uh, true crime, directed <laughs> by uh, none other than uh, Dr. Clinton Mackle. Nope. Uh, oh, <laughs> Clint Eastwood, not. <laughs> oh boy, <coughs> was we're... that a real mistake or were you trying to make a joke? No, that was a real mistake. That was all real. Wow, <laughs> I only bring the real shit, Tino. Um, uh, we're gonna kick things off this week. Uh, you don't have to watch the movie to participate in this wonderful podcast because we have a uh, resident wordsmith, Ryan Edelstein, to kick us off with Ryan's raps. Ryan, do you got something for us this week? Give me that synopsis, baby. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <clears throat> this one was brought to you by Ryan Edelstein. Fuck, sorry, I said real, my, real... Can, can we stop saying my last name? All right. You're the one that says um, it every single time. Real quick, are you shirtless? <laughs> he is shirtless, yeah. All right, yeah, just so I'm the audience knows, Ryan is doing yes. Give him the guns. Ryan Give Tina the guns. Give Tina the guns. <laughs> Give Tina the guns, Ryan. Give me the guns, dude. No, the guns. <laughs> give him the give it a little flex on. Great audio escape that we're giving him right now. <laughs> poison. I'm dying. All of I'm that dying. was poison. Cause I shot you with my guns. Alright, true crime song. True crime song. Today we're doing a song about true crime. All right, let's let's get started. In a three, Go for in it. a two, in a one. The only crime that appeared in this film was the duration. Got a whiz in the cup, he said with anticipation. Not doing shot for shot. I got tired last time. Short and sweet, won't commit a rap crime. She got a she got capital gums and lowercase teeth. Making out with an old man. Married, start beef, leather jacket. Didn't make the turn as she skids off the street. Tires they burn, and you can hear them screech. Slam. Smoking mirrors, broken femurs, and she a dead one. Out of A1, out of A1. Wake up Frank at 621. How the fuck is James Woods an actor? He's like a caricature of someone with stature. <laughs> fuck this guy. Clint liked NYC hanging out with a young chick. Calling him a bad man, don't give a shit. Eating ass like the move, like this movie does, not a hit. <laughs> Frank is on death row. I'm not one to advocate for it. But when we ha- have no context, we gotta play with it. Wife get got remains, but no A1, no A1. Church to raise the money, no A1. 
Gotta get the pussy on toast. Newspaper man got money on toast. Don't spend it on food. Get the pussy on toast. <laughs> Killed on dead man's curve. What a cliche. Should have driven her home. Stop her drinking. Only 23. Now she's sleeping. But Clinty said now he's weeping. Oh, boo hoo hoo. Oh, where are the shots? Because, oh, wait. What? Hang on. I don't rehearse this. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Oh, where are the shots? Because it's what's Frank's... What's Frank... Fuck! Let me take that back. Let me take that back. Can you just watch it oh, with where the, are the language? Sh- Jesus Christ. <laughs> Continue. Oh, where are the shots? Because it's what Frank's about to get got. Nobody heard the shots while Frank got the sauce. And where are the cops? White witnesses. Black criminal. White smoke. Black Joe. No cream or milk. So much for so much death for some A1. Frank is not a guy to play gun. Pray for him and his stakes. Pray for him raise the stakes and the smashed melons in the driveway. Oh wait, I was gonna do that like Kanye. Leather vested melons in the line pay. Move the move the lays up by the doorway. This movie sucks. That's the end. That's the end. Yeah. <laughs> he said this movie sucks and fell asleep. <laughs> oh my god. I do think that that captured a lot. Um, uh, thank you, Ryan, for getting getting us all up to speed. Uh, that brings us right into Miller Highlights, the champagne of bits. Let's talk about this movie. Thank you. Um, I took notes for the first time in a while on this movie. I liked that Clint Eastwood's directorial career has been just some wild sham fantasy fulfillment for himself because the movie opens on him uh, with, I think, Sarah Michelle Gellar in a bar, I think. Is that right? That couldn't possibly be right. No, it was around the time of her stardom. They they are, are... uh, uh, talking. Uh, oh, Mary, Mary McCormick, the the poor man's Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, and they were flirting, and then he kissed her, uh, but the flirting that he said was demeaning to women and millennials, uh, and then she crashed her car because she was so distracted because woman drivers, um, and then he. Goes from oh, yeah, the, I thought she was drunk. She was drunk, but she was also like all? fiddling with her like makeup and and radio and texting and junk. Um, just God. all the classic uh, women, am I right? Stereotypes. I'm sorry. They only had beepers and large mobile phones. No SMS was allowed. Thank you. It's 1999. Oh, Get with the program. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I botched it. I botched it, boys. <laughs> But that it was a strong opening because he then went from the bar to the editors of his newspaper's uh, uh, wife's house to do the sex with her. Uh, Clint Eastwood plays a journalist in this movie, um, but really, honestly, just plays himself. Uh, Ryan, do you have a highlight? Yeah, the pussy guy. Oh, now, yes. now that's not misogynistic. I'm just quoting him. This I'm is sorry. To, this is the man. I'm who, sorry. Who is uh, played by Eric King? Who is literally credited as Pussy Man? 
Is he um, really? I didn't look at the He's really credits. credited as Pussy Man. Uh, would you describe his character and sort of his redemption arc of the in this story? Yeah, so like he ends up, he's introduced, he's a homeless, crazy homeless guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he chose to set up shop right outside the newspaper building that Clint Eastwood works at. And uh, when he begs for money, he's like, come on, baby, come on, baby, give me some money. I know you got money on, or, oh, no, he, when he does it to men, he when does he it does to it men, to men, he he'll goes, be like, give me some money. I know you got money on toast, got money on toast, money got money on, on toast. toast. But does. then when women walk out, when women walk out of the building or walk by this <laughs> this fine gentleman, he's like, yo, yo, honey, give me some pussy, give me some pussy, give me that pussy on toast. I know you got pussy on toast. So, you know, a, a weird inclusion to the film, but as 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 the film progresses, you know, Clint Eastwood keeps going back to this building, <laughs> and he keeps giving him five ten five ten five ten dollars. You know, every time he passes by, every time he passes by, you know, and uh, and uh, this guy, they become friends over time, and in the end, in the end, we see Black Pussy Man Santa, and and they become kind of friends. But he doesn't say money on toast in the end. He says, "Give me a hundred. And then he fades away into the into the darkness of he fades, whatever he fades city this takes dust place in. His... Sorry, does he literally fade away like some kind of spirit? <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, no. why why did you need clarification, Tino? Um, <laughs> well, as I discussed in the cold open. No. Don't call back to the cold open. You don't get to make that decision. <laughs> Listen. So my favorite part. My favorite part of the film that I watched, which was Inside Lewin Davis, um, you know, it's, I was having a tough one with this question because it's such a, it's such a, such, it's an odd film, you know, it's very moody, it really takes you a lot of different places. I think if I'm being honest with myself, the highlight is clearly the scene where um, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver, and Justin Timberlake record the song, um, Please, Please Mr. Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy Don't Shoot Me Into Outer Space. Did you watch Trolls on tour instead of either of the two movies we've mentioned so far? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a real movie. If you'll believe it, there's a scene where uh, Justin Timberlake and Oscar Isaac are singing a country song, and the whole time Adam Driver is going, uh, Outer space it's really good it's a good movie it's not what we watched and you did not watch the movie you were supposed to watch and you were a bad boy you're a bad yeah. bad boy but i've been Tino's meaning to watch the dog house okay um at least i don't have a stutter anyway i've been trying to watch inside I've been trying to watch Inside Lewin Davis for a while, so I'm glad I got it in. I tried to watch The Lighthouse in the place of this movie, but I couldn't do it. (laughs) You like that movie? That movie was phenomenal. It was a masterpiece. I heard it was great, but I'm not in the mood right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... let me let me since you didn't watch the movie since you're in the doghouse, Tina. I wanted to try. Right, to, right, 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 right. I wanted totally to contextualize. Right. Doghouse. The, 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 duel. I wanted to contextualize sure. um, some more richness that Pussy Man had um, uh, when he was talking about trying to get his currency and and um, uh, pussy. Um, 
he he would hit he would <laughs> so hit, bad <laughs> he would hit his wrist like he'd hit his wrist in a very similar way to a coworker of ours a uh, whale who <laughs> who would who just had a birthday the other he day he just had a birthday happy birthday to whale he would <laughs> this was a man i peg him at like 30 something had a kid very tall uh, terrifying. Like, could have been legitimately a member of, like, some sort of weird Serbian special ops group. <laughs> he was a... Yeah, dude, he had, he had guns, he, he had generators, a... <laughs> he bragged about all of these things. He posted photos and of nobody him said with, an... with, like, deer carcasses, like, way up close. Big conspiracy nut. Um, but what, uh, he did, he did, uh, one of my favorite well memories, before I get to why I'm talking about him... Uh, was uh, we were riding around on a golf cart together in the hotel that we all used to work at, Town and Country in Hotel Circle in San Diego. Uh, wow, we were a driving, lot of information. We were driving. We were driving around, and we took a smoke break. I didn't smoke. Whale smoked. Um, and he smoked what? Uh, he smoked uh, smoke Mar- Marlboro Golds, I believe, was his wow. cigarette of choice. Um, and and he we sat in silence for about. Mm, three minutes halfway through the cigarette and he looks up to me uh in his white plastic lawn chair and he goes what the fuck is up with isis man they should just fucking (laughs) chill out and have a beer and that was all all he said on the subject is he thought isis needed to chill out and have a beer Um, you know whale whale is the only person First of all, I want to get to why we're talking about him, why I think we're talking about him, because every time Whale, uh, every time a new woman joined the staff that Whale (laughs) was attracted to, he would form his hand into the shape of a butthole, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of like a fist, Mm -hmm. and he would slap his fingers on the side like that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you can hear that. I think that's what Sparky's trying to reference. So that's the man that we're working with. That um, was, yeah, and and do you remember his? Do either of you remember his catchphrase that he would say? Because he would say it for me. He get would, it out there. He would also do it when we weren't getting tipped very well. Um, uh, he would go, "No money, no honey, no money, no honey." <laughs> and he used to work, I believe, deeper into the whale backstory. Because this is now a whale podcast. <laughs> Tino did not watch the movie, so we're going to talk about our old co-worker, Whale, for 45 minutes. He used to work at a casino. He used to work at a very, very lucrative casino for as a door... We were, we were all doormen, and I was a bellboy. Um, Bell person. Uh, I was a boy at the time. I had not been deflowered. I was deflowered. a door person. Uh, I was a door person. That's what's on Indeed.com. Um, I, was a door, I was a door person. I be. You know, I signed as a door boy, uh, as a bell boy, and, you know, I left as a door man. They trained me on the door. They did. Um, See, but I transitioned because mm. I was signed as the doorman. I think I got paid more than a bell boy. Yeah, you got paid 25 cents an hour more. But wow. the thing is, A, people would still tip me for opening the doors because I'm so hot, and B, <laughs> wow. I would just... I would, Have we? I would just do, I would just drive around in the golf carts all day. I was never at my post. Yeah. Here's the thing. I couldn't, I didn't have my license, still don't, so I couldn't drive the golf carts. 
I got tipped for opening doors sometimes, but it was so hard to manage all four of those doors as one person. It I was, don't know how you did it, Ryan. <laughs> it was very tough. And I do, I do want to double back to what Ryan was saying about being so hot. I think we should mention Ryan is fucking flawless. This man you is know, cut Ryan out of is marble. This weird level. Ryan is this weird level because he is pretty hot, but there's something about it's him the that eyes. just just knocks it off it's you know the what eyes I mean? it's his deep blue crystalline eyes um no i'm saying something that makes it bad not something that makes it <laughs> yeah, better try to it, think of something they're bad. lifeless <laughs> they're really they're really like dead inside yeah <laughs> like he's gonna use his very large uh uh a but you're not gonna feel anything because you'll be staring into shark's eyes um if he'll even look at you uh, <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? What movie was this? You we were talking, were talking about, about uh, true crime, the Pussy Man. Oh and yeah, Pussy Simil- Man. Very Pussy similar Man. in description. I very will say. similar in. in uh... Oh oh oh! I have a highlight. I have a highlight. This of is whale? we watched. We watched seven <laughs> movies so far, and this is now the second of seven that a statutory rape has been mentioned in passing during character development. Wow. Wait, elaborate, because I did see this movie all the way through. I, did you I not, rewatched the did bit that not, I fell asleep during. It was what it was what uh 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 Clint Eastwood's character, who doesn't play by the rules, uh mm. was transferred to Oakland where the movie is set, uh, from New York, and he says, Well, I uh I uh ended up in a supply closet with the uh editor in chief's daughter. How was I supposed to know she wasn't 18? And then they drop it. As my roommate mentioned in the moment that that was actually the true crime uh, that was referenced in the title was his his statutory rape that he then got off with just a transfer. Um, so that is the second. It's the second. And I think we said during the election podcast that it was going to become a theme of just like very tongue-in-cheek, edgy sort of uh, statutory rape jokes. And you know, it's kind of telling, man. It's sort of like a sign of the times. You can't, you, know? you can't, you can't, you can't jump in on that. You didn't see the movie. Yeah, but I kind of know things. <laughs> I'm kind of like a guy who's out here. I learn things. Listen, here's my process, okay? I learn things, I bring it back, I spit it out. Yeah. Then I go away. Sure. I learn something else. Uh huh. I bring that back. Right. I'm spitting it into the microphone. Yeah. This is just like a couple of things that I'll do on a daily basis. Yeah, I also like spitting into microphones. Cool. Yeah, that's all I had to say about that. (laughs) Um, Ryan, do you have something else? Because I want to box Tino out of a speaking role as much as possible. (laughs) I want to pay him scale as an extra extra this episode. He's not getting he's not getting feature player. That's I'll take that. I'm fine with that. You can pay him in dog bones because he's in the dog house. All right, all right. Moving on, moving on. I want to bring back. I mean, you you got me on a whale train of thought. <laughs> yeah, and it's sure. Bad no, I don't follow that train, baby. Podcast, because if he did listen to this, he would be so destroyed. I feel he's a, he's a sensitive man. He's a sensitive he is man. A sensitive. Listen, whale, whale, if you're you. listening to this, 
No hate, <laughs> you got man. Better things to do. You're the only. You're the only Trump supporter that's ever made me think that maybe guns are okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just out so, of fear. and drunk driving. Somehow he persuaded me that his drunk driving habits were all right too. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's mu- that's very much in the same vein as uh, as as our good friend Scott, who once tried to yeah. convince us that driving drunk once or twice probably wasn't as bad as everyone was making it out to be. Is that what he said, or was he like across the board alcohol? Oh, no, he's not affect your he driving? has said to me the words "drunk driving" isn't real. I think he, <laughs> I think he's gone back on that. If you ask him about it now, he's gonna act like he never said it. But we know that man is a two faced fucking scumbag. Wait, are we talking about Whale or Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Why not both, man? Do you think Do you think Whale was like Scott before? <laughs> I think that flatters Scott way too much. Imagine if anybody listened to this po- listening to this podcast asked us like, "Hey, do you think Larry was like Ben before he went to the Marines?" <laughs> like, we don't know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who's Larry and who's Ben? Exactly. What are you the Marines? Decide. You decide. So, so anyways, I was back watching to movie. Inside Lewin oh Davis my God. a lot. <laughs> I was really watching this movie. I found it a little and slow. What? I found I found it a little slow. Inside Lou and Davis. Yeah. I can you know, I can see that and it definitely wanders. I think it's a really good representation of his life though, you know? Yeah, but who's inside who? Yo, wait, guys. No, John Malkovich isn't in this fucking about. movie. Yo, wait, is John Malkovich no! in this? No. You'd have known that okay. if you'd have watched it cuz he'd had more charisma than anybody on the screen. Okay, well, I'm just trying to ask a question, and uh, you're you got an answer. pretty hostile. So. You got an answer. Thanks. You got an answer. Thank you very much, Sparky. I love I like you so the, much. I like this back and forth you guys got going on. It's like an old married couple. Reminds me of James Woods in anything. Uh, how do you, that is such a weirdly specific person <laughs> to have a hatred towards. Are you a dog? Be honest with me. Are you a dog? <laughs> me? me? Why? Do dogs just normally hate James Woods? Because he sucks. Yeah, they hate that guy. And also, Tino, I aspire to become a dog. And let me elaborate on that, all right? Absolutely. <laughs> Wait, what, what else? If we... One, what else Sparky, you, you're... What else do you not like James Woods as? What? Who's James Woods? James Woods was the editor-in-chief or the owner or some guy in this movie. And he literally was... it. He, it I couldn't tell if he was joking or not. I thought... I. His 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 performance was like uh, as I mentioned in my rap a caricature of what he was trying to portray and this was not a comedy. It was, it was about a guy. It was about it was about a, a a a reporter trying to save an innocent man on death row. Tell me how that's funny. Well, also having as James many affairs Woods. as possible. Also, Dennis Leary was in this movie. I'm so glad that he got blacklisted. Anyways, Whoa. back to my dog thing. <laughs> We're just gonna gloss over that. I would, no, I want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. Oh, he got blacklisted. They started blacklisting people who had no fucking talent. Why is James Woods not blacklisted? Money. Who's James Woods? He's the guy in Family Guy who is like, ooh, a piece of candy. Ooh, a piece of candy. <laughs> That's James Woods. He's the guy in Family Guy who's like, mommy. Mummy. Yeah, that's <laughs> Mama. Stewie. <laughs> He's, He's the, the guy, guy in Family Guy who's like, 
don't have a cow, man. He's, he's that family guy. He's the he's the guy in Family Guy who's like, oh, oh, Morty, we gotta, we gotta sign. This, this whole film boils down to one, one thing, and Lay that on me. that one thing is that Ray one steak sauce could have prevented so many problems. What could have prevented so many problems? A one steak oh, sauce. Oh yeah, so true. No, that's not, wait. Hold on. <laughs> What? I only eat A1. Are you saying that if A1 steaks, if he had had more A1 steak sauce, he wouldn't have gone in? Tino, let me catch you up on this, okay? Please. Um, There's this guy, Isaiah Washington, who was amazing in this movie, despite right. all yeah, obstacles was... that were in the way. Um, right, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, plays a guy who uh, was falsely convicted of the murder of this pregnant white clerk in an Oakland grocery store. Uh, yep, they eat in Oakland. They eat, checks out. Yeah, and uh, Clint Eastwood is this grizzled fucking uh, jackass, and nobody likes him. Uh, but he is filling in. He's supposed to do a human interest story about what it's like to be executed, I guess. Um, and they're always talking about it like it's a fluff piece. Like, it's a human interest story. Go down to the prison, ask the man what it's like to die, and then get your story and, and get back on the wagon. Um, uh, and he, like, he's, like, try, he tries to follow up on some leads, and he solves the case. And it's not this guy. Uh, and the guy, Isaiah Washington, was supposed to go into the grocery store to get A1 steak sauce. And Ryan thinks that if he hadn't have needed A1 steak sauce or if the A1 steak sauce was supposed to be, you know, I guess, like, at the door, then none of it would have happened. But he needed to go to the bathroom, Ryan, so... Yeah, but I'm saying God, if his wife hadn't sucks. come out and shaken the bottle of empty A1 at him... And he was like, okay, honey, I'll go get the A1 steak sauce. And then he goes to get the A1 steak sauce. He goes to the bathroom. That bitch gets shot. The guy runs away. Spoilers. That guy dies three years later and they kind of gloss over it. I just want to go back back and say that the woman that you referred to as that bitch was a pregnant 20-year-old mother. Yeah, so he's going to the bathroom. You're and then you're on a on a fast track to the dog white house. man move. Classic racist white man move. They just point to the nearest black guy and say he did it, and then he gets sent to the slammer death penalty maximum. Uh, okay, so here's my question. Overdrive. You guys are telling me again. Didn't see this movie. You guys are telling me this movie was just basically like the darker timeline of an A1 steak sauce commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of yeah. him getting the A one steak sauce and going back to his green pastures, wife and kid in in Oakland, um, um, we see the alternative. He wow. doesn't get the A one. He goes to prison, <laughs> and then he gets on death row. <laughs> and and he is saved in the nick of time. Just yeah, literally. The time. They are they are injecting him. They are, they are oh literally in the process they are of injecting him. One third of the way through the execution. That's kind of sick, not going to lie. If you guys were going to get uh, executed, how would you want to do it? Uh, what he was going through didn't seem too bad, because they first, they describe it in grotesque detail. Um, so it's three steps, three injections. Sodium they just pentate. strap you to a table with like a million different 
straps for some reason like he's going to space but whatever um and then they hook you up to an iv with three vials first one knocks you out then the rest is the the second one like does something to your organs and the third one stops your heart but like if i'm already passed out like anesthetic i'm not gonna feel it seems like an easy way to go i flash back to the time i got my wisdom teeth out i don't remember anything (laughs) that happened between the time the iv went in and the time that i woke up i don't think you remember anything ryan ryan what would your last meal be Hmm, that's a good, that is a good, good question. This podcast is basically the Ricky Gervais podcast, but instead of Carl Pilkington, we have Ryan. Yeah. Can I eat anything? Like, oh man, you can eat whatever you want, pal. Whatever I want. Dope. All right, so I'm on death row. My last meal is the day before I have to go to death. What am I in jail for? What's my motive? Arson. What do you want it to be? Okay, it's arson. (laughs) You burned down so many buildings to get to murder you, just because you kept burning down your 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 prison cell. They're like, man, I guess we have to kill this guy. He's not gonna stop. <laughs> okay, so I also killed, you so I are like the baby well from Sorry. The Incredibles. All right, I like things well done. That's wait, that's what? Good. You said I'm an arsonist. I feel like an arsonist would like his meat well done. Oh, but you don't like your meat well done. <laughs> Yeah, but you said I went to prison no, for arson. No, god damn it. Why are you reading into the fake character? You're the one answering the question. <laughs> Sorry, Sparky. He just wants to be able to properly tell this story. I'm fine with it. He's trying to decide his last meal. He wants his steak well done. Let's let him he- let's hear him out, man. Do we still have black rhinos? Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> are black rhinos still alive? What? Like, you can... Here's the thing. Your last meal can be whatever you want it to be, man. Yeah, well, I mean, no, but it's feasible, feasibility, you know? If a black rhino is extinct, it's extinct, but if they you exist... Want, you want to eat something that is so close to extinction that you do not know whether... It, you want <laughs> you want your last meal to, like, ruin an ecosystem. That's maybe the worst decision you could make. <laughs> Why? Because you, you already did something that's bad enough that you're being killed by the state, bro, and now you want to endanger a whole species? Well, people already hate me for burning down stuff. So oh, I, like, so you're leaning, the rest you're, of <laughs> you're leaning into the heel turn. You're giving the people what they need. <laughs> That's good. Amazing. Yo, wait. So We're, I think our I think our sergeant at arms for this episode. Oh, that was uh, Sparky. So you got any? Uh, I would love to know what you would do if Clint Eastwood had a gun in this movie. <laughs> Frankly, I'd be shocked if he didn't. Let's I, hear it. I think that it would be a criminal injustice if I gave the gun for this what if they had a gun to Pussy Man. I just think <laughs> that that would be add so much more flair and so much more. Actually, I'm thinking about it, and I think the two things that he would do with the gun would be to uh, point it at women and point it at men for money. Uh, Never mind. I don't. I. I don't want to give. Pussy Man is actually the last person that I want to have a gun in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that the person I want uh, to have a gun the most is probably. If you say James Woods, I'm kicking you off of this podcast. 
probably I want the gun to go to Clint Eastwood's uh long suffering wife. Um it's good. Because because she is so mistreated in this movie. Um oh my god, I just forgot about the most important thing that I took a note of in this movie. Clint Eastwood's had two female characters. This movie had two female characters. There was woman with short hair who was always grinding gears with Clint and telling him he can't do stuff he wants to and very standoffish but respectful of his of him because he has his nose. He's got a nose for the Wait, story. Just to clarify, sorry. And then there were, was that the woman who gives him coffee? No, I'm saying every woman in this movie that had short hair acted the same way. And that was uh uh Res- and I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you why. I haven't even seen this movie, and I'll tell you exactly why. Sure, yeah, jump I, in from the doghouse. I, I understand Clint Eastwood. As a white man, him and I, we can really connect on that level. All those women with the short hair? Yeah. Lesbian. 100% true. Let me tell you. 100% true. Could you take They a- didn't like him because they didn't want to suck his dick, and that's the fact. Can you can you then go ahead and infer what all of the long-haired women in this movie acted like? Yeah. Um, let me tell you, if they weren't walking around with oven mitts and an apron on, I'll eat my own fucking hat. <laughs> no, they did they were extremely flirtatious and gave in to Clint Eastwood's dumb bad okay, flirtation. But did any of them even once give him some kind of dish, maybe a baked treat? I think please? so. The one woman uh, in the office, right? Somebody gave him coffee. Well, no, she was yeah. short-haired, and she was like, I can get you coffee now, because my hair is short, and this is progressive, and I'm gonna be a trendsetter in the office, and he's like, why do you have to be a trendsetter? Yeah, no, she was like, that was that scene was like her being like, oh, I'm so glad that women have expanded roles in the office. Um, like, like the whole scene was basically this woman going, talking to Clint Eastwood who directed the movie and was like, oh, women's rights. Am I right? When are these feminists going to stop? That was the the woman had to be like, yeah, totally. No, she said all of that. No, that was her saying it. Yeah, I know. And the the woman who acted it was like, oh yeah, yeah, this is fine. (laughs) I love doing this. And then she goes and gets him a cup of coffee. No, I think she just was thinking about rent. Honestly, um, the fact that every woman in that movie wasn't walking around with a tray of freshly baked brownies at all times is truly, truly shocking. Criminal, no, so every woman really. with with long hair uh, with long hair immediately wanted to sleep with him, um, including the toy store cashier at the end of the movie. Once he wins the Pulitzer and is very rich and writes a book and everything, um, uh, he's st- he's like. He's like talking to this woman in this very normal transaction and is like, Yeah, I'm living in a hotel, I got nowhere to go. Unless I could join your bed. Like the creepiest, least suave thing you could say to this poor woman who is like, Oh, you're so kind. If only my boyfriend was around and she and he was like, Maybe he's out of town. And it works. Like she's very she's very taken with him. And that actress Lucy Liu. Damn, I watched that like two hours ago. I know. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, crazy. Anyway, uh, that's who I'd give a gun. Lucy <laughs> Liu. Do you think? Do you think? Okay, that's great. And he just shoots him in the head right just there, right? She just gets it done. Kills him dead. Do you guys think that when they cast Lucy Liu in that part, Clint was like, 
Damn. Guess if it has to be an Asian, that's fine. Sure. Yeah. I think he probably said that. I think you're probably right. Anyway. Um, I'd just like to say that... Is that enough for... I think we've done a pretty good job describing this movie. And if I had to base the fact that we... Okay, if I had to like base my opinion on this movie, had I not seen it, just from you know listening to our conversations right now... I think this sounds like a pretty okay movie, aside from the comments that we've said this movie sucks. Tina, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think that this has persuaded you to watch the film? Um, Here's what I'll tell you what I think this movie is about. Clint Eastwood is um, basically <laughs> Superman, but except for he doesn't have this, the alien part, he's just the newspaper guy. So he's doing that whole thing. There's all these lesbians who are... <laughs> never want to sleep with him and he's like <laughs> you definitely want to fuck me and they're like no i don't and he's like whatever and then and uh and then the lady brings him brownies i forgot about that part <laughs> and then <laughs> and then uh he sleeps so, yeah, with the lady brings him brownies and then they that. have sex yeah and then another lady brings him brownies and this time he invites the <laughs> pussy guy over and they say wow these are good brownies and then they sort of tag team her you know how you do and then another long-haired lady brings over some brownies and um they sort of have sex and when she's leaving the pussy guy is like hey great boobies um and then and then i sort of hop into the into this film and i am walking into clint eastwood's apartment like wow this place is so dang swanky and clint's like hey get out of here and i blast his head off with a gun and i and lucy lou's there and i say lucy lou this man fucking sucks and then you know maybe we have some fun together did you just read the imdb synopsis Uh... of this movie like no, but uh, I know it because I was in it. Yeah. Was... Oh. Were you the baby? <laughs> no, I was the guy that came in and I shot Clint Eastwood in the head and oh, I said, yeah, nice. maybe we can have some fun now to Lucy Liu. Ah, I said, sure. hey, Lucy. I said, hey, Lucy Liu. Maybe we can have some fun now. <laughs> and then he just barreling the camera. You weren't even looking at her. Um, I did want to mention your, your, your comment about how Clint Eastwood was like nice breasts remind me of the scene where he went to the... Uh, gas station or the grocery store to like it was a grocery store or it was a gas station it wasn't a grocery store i don't know why i've been saying that um a quickie mart sure uh and as he's walking in a very well-endowed woman with very obvious oh, right cleavage walks out and he turns to camera and he goes he, he literally like turns around and like look looks at her as she's walking out and just goes huh and then keeps going. There's no way a screenwriter put that in. It was just Clint Eastwood that was just like, you know, it would be fun if there was just some nice knockers for me to look at in this scene. Shows I'm a man's man. It's a fucking garbage movie, and he's a garbage No, director. I liked Invictus, I the, rug- the rugby movies, talking Matt Damon and Nelson Mandela. He oh, Moneyball? Close. Did he really direct that? I think so. Sorry, Nelson Mandela's <laughs> the, in a I movie. I think it was Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it was it was a hundred percent Morgan That's Freeman. That's just racist. That's not D- even dude. He's funny, Nelson Ryan. Mandela in every That's movie. That's just racist that I've seen because it's made by. No, he plays God. What do you mean he's Nelson Mandela? This is the Mandela effect here. I think we're <laughs> we're remembering two different <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, the the, Man- 
the Mandela effect is that some people think Nelson Mandela was God, but the truth is he actually <laughs> beat his wife. <laughs> so who's the boss? Woof. Yeah, so who's the boss? I'll tell you who the boss of Inside Lou and Davis was. You, you, know, Lou or Davis. The real movie. you don't get to... Um, the Well, actually, <laughs> you're stupid, Ryan. The boss of Inside Lou and Davis... Say it with me, guys. Dave Van John Roke. Goodman. It was John Goodman. Oh, it was John Goodman. You're right. You know that movie's based on... Excuse me. I don't remember what... No, you don't get to be excused. You don't get to be excused. You're in the doghouse. No, I'll keep talking. You're in the doghouse. some sort of jazz legend. He dies in the bathroom, dies on the toilet. This man's the boss. Continue, Sparky. You're in the doghouse. I'm editing all of that out. The doghouse. It's time to... Doghouse. I think that... Uh, I'll start first. So the way who's the boss works is we go around, except for Tina, since he's <laughs> in the doghouse, and we try to come up with who, Hello. who the boss is. Uh, Ryan, why don't you go ahead and start? I think it was the guy who was the actual pl- playing Clint Eastwood's boss. He was the only guy who had any ah, mission to complete. That's James Woods. You're talking no, about James, James Woods. James Woods was the the second in command. I'm talking about the the no, other guy. No, he was the f- he was the first in command. I don't know his name, but we see him in the office al- alone. Dennis with Leary. It's Dennis, Dennis Leary. Leary, and he had. Well, he got cucked, so no. <laughs> I um, think that's a power move. <laughs> it it literally it literally the movie faded. It the movie script was fade into Dennis Leary getting cucked. Um, um, no, you're wrong. Me, let me explain. You're wrong. Sparky, you're wrong, Let me Ryan. tell you something. Do you know how many men in power have been cucked? I can name three off the top Quite of my head. Quite a few. Donald Trump. <laughs> Every single one of them. Probably Mitt Romney and Ted Cruz. Uh, no, the boss, uh... Is the not boss Ted Cruz the, is... the future leader of this country? It's a weird angle that I'm taking on this, but I'm going with it, so... The boss is uh, Clint Eastwood's child that he abuses. Does he abuse her, though? Yeah, Speed Zoo. Speed Zoo, no, there's I a scene the where zoo. he has to oh, wait, uh, take, else who take her daughter the to the zoo. Sorry, just cut you off. Take the daughter to the zoo, uh, and uh, he says, Speed Zoo, since he's got 30 minutes or some bullshit. Uh, and he's just running around with her in a stroller, and she just wants to see the hippos. And then she falls and breaks her face, and she can't act for shit. She's like three. It's terrible casting. Um, uh, and that's, uh, that's okay. The let boss. me say something on that because while he is he, I I don't think a I don't think that's abuse. He is just being a good dad. He he's on a time crunch, but he said to his. I mean, okay, he's kind of like neglectful, I guess. And he said he would take her to the zoo. Then he goes and spends like half an hour on a phone with a witness who sucked. And then they finally get to the zoo like 30 minutes before closing or something. Or he only had 30 minutes to go to an appointment. Either way, he said he would spend the day with her at the zoo. He didn't. 30 minutes. But he made up for it because he sprints through. And he's like, look, camels. And she's saying camels. And then he points to the zebras. And she's like, zebras. So, you know, he made the best of what he could at the time not not advocating for neglecting your child somebody call uh child protective services or the mom you know be a better mediator yeah the mom the mom was not happy no but i do think that uh her screams of pain when she gets flung 
out of that stroller while he's sp- literally sprinting through this zoo was yeah. real. I think they just threw, like, actually threw. Oh uh, the yeah, they definitely just threw the <laughs> threw this child. When a when a kid when a when a kid cries, like that was that was that was on point. Yeah, uh, that's who I think the boss is. Tina, who do you? Th- well, oh, you're in the doghouse. Hey Ryan, do you have somebody to best? No, me? yeah, the boss was John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman. John Goodman is always the boss. I love that guy. Me and him go way back. Um, I he's the best. I'm so fucking I'm so fucking sick of talking about this shitty shitty movie. Okay. Okay, um, let me let me where Clint Eastwood solves cause... criminal justice system by being having a nose, I guess, and drink driving. He was drunk driving at some point. I don't know. Also, the soundtrack was weird. Like there were times where Mr. Washington was in jail and he was just puffing on a cigarette, but then they added this weird like techno beat every yeah. time he took a drag. This really stuck with me. He go, and then you hear this like, ding, 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 ding. and then he'd exhale. Yeah. And then, and then he'd take another drag and go, and then you hear like this. Yeah. It's like. It's really bad. Why, why, A, the scene like didn't really push the story forward, and B, this, oh, of course the not. music. Come on. Terrible. All right. Um, Milk and Merlot. It's bad. It fucking sucks. <laughs> it's a shitty movie. It's milk. Like it's a thick, creamy just milk. Just a bucket, though. Not even in like. A carton just yeah like... <laughs> it's just like it's covered in mold and listen i'll say it inside lou and davis it's watching that movie is like drinking a glass of wine every sip you're like ew ew oh what the fuck <laughs> and then like a minute later you're like damn i kind of want some more of that and it it's there to, to satiate you you know sure all right well that's oh uh, that's enough talking about this terrible movie. Let's look ahead to next week. Oh, wait, 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 week, wait, uh, wait, where... wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh. I have some important things to say. Oh, yes. So, before we move on to the next movie, let's hear some stats about this one. I want to hear mm. the stats. I would love to hear the legs on All right, this movie. so What's opening weekend, legs? opening weekend, What's this film, this film made $5.2 million. It's 31.6% of the total I want to know about the legs. Sparky, you talk. I get, are you talking? Yeah, I want to know about the legs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, get to the legs, bro. Um, domestic share uh, was only a hundred. It was it was a hundred percent. It didn't go international. It was in the maximum the amount legs? of theaters of eighteen hundred and fifty-two, and inflation-adjusted do- uh, domestic box office made twenty-nine million. Don't know. What Give the- me the fucking legs. And the thing that we have all been waiting for that. I came to at my own pace was the legs. Christ. The number of legs that this movie <laughs> earned for the domestic box office slash biggest weekend was drum roll please. Three point one six. Three point one six. Three point one six. That's the most and that's less I thought that was less than Muppets. I think Muppets had like slightly more legs. I can pull up the Muppets. Yeah, I think it did. I think Muppets is still our legs contender. Yeah, no, I think wow. Muppets had a lot, surprisingly, for the characters Muppets, with no Muppets legs. Muppets stands taller, <laughs> yeah. man. Muppets stands taller than the rest, Oh, it bro. did have more. Shout out, hey, sh- shout out to the pair. Muppets had the most legs, I think, so far with 3.38. 3.38 is the wow. mark to beat. Let's see if our next contender, uh, the 1999 classic, Go! Exclamation <laughs> point. Uh, starring... Katie Holmes, um, 
And I don't think I recognize any other name on this list. What a ridiculous name. sounds like the name of one of those kids shows where all the transitions are just the kids moving around and it's like sped up. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I know what you're talking about. Well, uh, here is the, uh, uh, the log line is the aftermath of a drug deal as told from three different points of view. And much like that movie, you'll have three different points of view. Uh, that is, if Tino bothers to watch this fucking movie. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see, see what happens next time. If Tino right. is out of the doghouse, doghouse. This has been ninety nine one hundred, a podcast that is improving in quality. Who's to say? This one was ridiculous. So, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, catch yeah, you next you're still week. Here. Uh, that's gonna do it for us. I'm Sparky Shelton. I'm the man, Tino Mickens, <laughs> and I'm the myth, Ryan. <laughs> Good night.